Hello, welcome to the. What the fuck are we called? Boink Radio. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Boink Radio podcast here on the Boink Network Discord server. Today is July 15th, 2022. We got some news for you, and we want to ask you questions, although I guess we're not really going to ask you questions. Uh, the people in the chat who join us every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern here on the Boink Network Discord server get get to answer the questions. But anyone listening to this in like eight years, whenever these get uploaded, um, Look for a survey that maybe gets made between now and then. <laughs> right? That was a really long-winded way of talking about, of saying we want to talk about surveys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you consent to the following survey? Oh, man. But first, we do have a little news for you this week. It's not much, but we do have a possibly turmeric-flavored drink. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> When I opened this thing up, the dye on the actual drink itself was really, really strong. And it's like a very, very vivid, like, yellow color, all right? And then what confused J. Ringo even more is when I said, this can't be exactly how it tastes. I think that confused everyone. Yeah, and <laughs> the reason why I said it is because sitting here today, I am drinking... Duff beer from The Simpsons. Uh, what? <laughs> yep, I am not kidding. I bought, I found a place that sells Duff beer from The Simpsons. And no, it's not actually beer. And yes, it actually tastes good and doesn't taste like shit like beer usually does. Huh. Um, and it's flavored like, um, I th the closest I can um, probably compare it to is like uh, Fanta or Sunkist. It's got like a really, really strong orangey flavor. And it does say on the front, Duff, a la orange, sparkling beverage. I don't know why they have French on there. <laughs> um, is, now, is it French? Is Duff French in The Simpsons? I don't know. But uh, one thing I can tell you is that it says on the nutritional facts that this contains 45 grams of sodium. Now, let me repeat that. That's 45 grams, not milligrams, grams of sodium. According to this, I'm going to get gout and heart disease. <laughs> Does that give you a um, percentage of your daily recommended value for that? Yes, and it says 2%, which is completely wrong. <laughs> 40, 45 grams of sodium is like... 6,000% of your daily intake of sodium. But I'm pretty sure they just printed this wrong. Because it does say that this only has 4 grams of sugar. Which is definitely not correct. Yeah. The uh, daily recommended <laughs> sugar or sodium intake is 2,300 milligrams. And that's 2.3 grams. grams. <laughs> yeah, so you have 47 grams at the... <laughs> So either this just is very, very, very salty and I can't taste it or they've printed it wrong. <laughs> oh, man. Quality control. Call them up. Let them know what you found. Tell them you're having well, a an panic import. attack. What are you going to do? Just sue them. You're, you run, move to the U.S. and sue them for the panic attack. <laughs> you. Yeah. Our yeah, one has all the Simpsons branding and everything on it. Um... Yeah, and it doesn't taste too bad. It tastes pretty good. 
Very cool. I would never have guessed you have a Duff beer. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till you see what I got next. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, speaking of, I won't be here next week. I will be hiking a national park here in the States. So maybe two Why don't weeks? you join while you're on the hike? <laughs> I <laughs> probably won't be somewhere with the internet. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going up to Acadia National Park, which is uh, Maine and Canada. I think mostly Maine. Wow. Switching countries, Abby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hear it's very pretty. And uh, you're all jealous, I know. let's get to the news enough about me let's get to boink you know how was that for radio voice all right i've got news coming out of world community grid i know everyone is holding their breath waiting to hear when they're starting up well they have this is from july 13th they've entered a new stage of testing uh where they gave a few work units to the volunteers to crunch uh, they were looking for any errors that might come up, uh, and they did find some, and they got some feedback. Uh, and I think they're getting ready to go. They have some issues with the Boink backend configuration. Um, As usual. <laughs> but we, they seem to have addressed any underlying issues, uh, and they're working still with a lack of or to work working to fix still a lack of uh, synchronization between the website profile page and the Boink Manager, uh, and just a bunch of little issues. But it seems like most things, the big bulk of the infrastructure is up and running. Uh, So I would hope end of summer. (laughs) But I think people can start to get excited for it because it sounds like they're down to minor bugs. They should just uh, do um, what every other system admin does and just let it rip. <laughs> Go straight to production. <laughs> it's not a bug. It's a feature. <laughs> yes, all my work units have been aborted by the project. It is a, it is a feature, not a bug. <laughs> <laughs> it is very exciting. I can't imagine how much work it is to get World Community Grid transitioned like uh, it's a big it's a big beast it's, it's like it's the big beast it's the biggest project yeah. on the network for sure they're just like oh we're gonna move from the u.s from ibm to canada and i'm sorry guys i still don't have the name memorized kremble research institute yeah they had to ship all the servers out to canada <laughs> Oh, no, man. they didn't actually have to do that disclaimer. Okay, yeah, I believed you, and I was like, "Oh, there's probably like a, some some border crossing nonsense." <laughs> <laughs> Why are you transporting all these servers to Canada? Uh, yeah, but uh, get excited! It's coming. World Community Grid. They're still doing it. It's coming. I'm excited. You should be excited. Yeah, I'm excited too because WCG was my backup project. And now I don't have a backup project. <laughs> yeah. And then once they get this going, who knows what they're going to do differently than what IBM did in terms of project um, adoption. Like what projects are they bring up, going to bring on board? Or are they going to crunch? How integrated with the community are they going to be? Like they're not going to have, oh, excuse me, the same communicator. They're not going to have Juan and Kevin and Keith who all did great jobs like 
letting people know what was going on with the project and uh, encouraging the researchers to talk to the community. But who knows what Grumble is going to do to you know do the same same thing? Maybe it's going to be even better. Hard to imagine, but it could be. Yeah, can't wait to see the next uh, the next sub project in there though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, enough crushing on World Community Grid. <laughs> All right, let's start crushing on Athena. Okay. Those of you who are badge nuts out there, you want to get all those boink, badge, uh, boink badges? No, not badges, the animal. Badges as in <laughs> uh, boink badges. Um, Athena has released some new badges for both their C-Node and Perf subprojects. So if you are keen on earning those badges, Athena is a pretty good one because you can run this alongside your computationally intensive projects and earn credit for it because Athena is a non-computational project. It uses your internet, not your CPU. So, um, yeah, nothing too fantastic about the badges, nothing to, like, in terms of aesthetics. Like, I mean, they look kind of cute. <laughs> nice little colors that you got there. Um, yeah, go ahead and start collecting badges from Athena. Very cool. This is the second. Didn't we have a badge come out last week, too? It was like three badges. Few of projects. No ones. idea. Yeah, I think there was. But also, in additional news Dennis at home, it seems, uh, is up and running. He's got new work units out, Fox. It says she, or they just got some the other day. So, fantastic. Yeah, they said that they started back up again, um, and I'll probably have to do a project brief on them. Can't wait. Maybe you do that next week when I'm not here, and then we do the beverage week after. You really tease yeah, it. Yeah, but I, I need want to miss it. I need someone to ask the the traditional oh, question. Oh yeah, too. fair. <laughs> Foxy can jump on Mike for just that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Foxy, I signed you up. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're Mike next week. <laughs> Great. Uh, all right. Well, the uh, the survey thing. Delta, what was your question? You asked it before the show, and that's why we're talking about it. Yeah. So let's talk about surveys, and I guess um, what surveys have happened in Boink before. So we have a lot of data that's available through Boink stats. Um, namely people listing their country and um, and also allowing their computers to be the specs of their computers to be submitted. Now, although the country isn't the most reliable survey of where pe where people are crunching from, the computer specs are generally um, more reliable because <clears throat> you have to go through a bit of an effort in order to spoof them. But um, Doing stuff like that is pretty easy. Doing surveys on like, oh, what sort of computer components are being used for Boink? What sort of computers are being used? Um, whereabouts are those computers in the world based on country? That's kind of easy because we have that data available. The data that we don't have is about the people behind the computers. Um, I think, Jeringa, you said earlier that uh, David Anderson did, in fact, do a survey. Do you want to give a bit more information on that? I don't have it, but when you're talking about why this might be important, I will quickly uh, try to find it. Yeah, so um, I believe if you, if I remember correctly, you mentioned that uh, part of the surveys were uh, figuring out why people are crunching 
Boink, pretty much. Yeah, because he was trying to figure out. It was him and some other people trying to figure out how to get more people to Boink. So if I and this is just like deep in the back of my mind, so I could be entirely wrong. Uh, but they just pulled people on why they were crunching. Yeah. And, so, and uh, also, also other um, like what would make them crunch more if they weren't, or and if they weren't crunching, what would make them contribute? Uh, stuff like that. Yeah, even if you run a screensaver or not. <laughs> um, Contact just posted uh, the poll results that we're talking about in the chat. Um, so yeah, uh, David Anderson did a pretty extensive uh, survey. Uh, stuff like how many pro how many Boink projects do you participate in? Uh, where do you get information to help resolve problems from Boink? Um, what kind of computers do you have running Boink in terms of operating systems? Um, how many computers? Oh, here we go, demographics. So yeah, um, talking about uh, what type of people are crunching Boink. So it uh, looks like David Anderson did age, sex, computer expertise, and nationality. Are you looking at the uh, poll results that was posted in the chat? Yeah. Just to be clear for everyone listening, this was from 2006. Yep. <laughs> Carry on. So uh, it looks like we need to do another survey. Yeah, um, and the survey I'm thinking of was in a paper he wrote that talked about more stuff than just that survey. Um, yeah, I, I yeah. really hope someone can remember it and post it because it was a, a more in-depth sort of thing. Anyway, let's go through some of the some of the interesting statistics. So, in terms of age, in 2006, um, the majority uh, of crunchers were aged between 20 and 59. Uh, so we had only about 2,000 people on the poll who uh, said that they were between the ages of zero and 19, uh, and then more than 15,000 for each, the category of 20 to 39 and 40 to 60. So um, that age group right there is the majority of uh, people that use Boink pretty much. And what would be nice is if we could increase the amount of people in the lower age bracket, so the teenage um, bracket, uh, who are crunching Boink because uh, that's what encourages learning and uh, discovery in the fields of science. Yeah, I think it's a very good and noble endeavor. Here we go. I found something on the uh, Berkeley Boink website under their Boink papers of the wiki, where there's several studies on the different hosts uh, and several studies on volunteers uh, in general. Uh, they're all very old. so. We could even do the same study now and get probably very different results. Just uh, Boink is smaller, yeah. probably. And uh, the demographics have changed drastically, and technology is more readily available to more people. So even from that perspective, it would be interesting to uh, do a survey, like the exact same survey, and just see the, the, the delta, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, it would be interesting to maybe formulate a, a new survey 
that incorporates some of the newer concepts that have come into the world since 2010. Oh man, you guys remember the financial crisis? <laughs> I only remember it as a kid. <laughs> you were a kid during that, oh, man. Yeah. What crisis? Everything is perfect. Foxy, I like your style. What the fuck? You should be doing this, not me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, some more results from the polls. So uh, in 2006, the vast majority of Boink users were, or at least identified themselves as male. So that's 35,000 people who identified themselves as male versus 2,000 who identified themselves as female. It would be very interesting to see if that number has changed at all. Yes, I would be very interested to see that as well. And this is why we're talking about surveys, because we should probably, <laughs> we should probably figure out... Um, uh, we should probably get some more of these statistics, because it could tell us a lot more about how we can improve point. You know what? Let's, uh, there's this neat organization that you and I are, are part of called the Science Commons Initiative, and it, I know that that org is looking to support Boink right out of the gates. Uh, that might be a, a very easy thing that that org can do. We should bring it up at the next meeting. And then what if we turned it into an annual survey? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Pride yeah, the, the Boink census. The Boink census. I like it. That's a really yeah. good idea. All right. Uh, another interesting point from the poll is uh, people also uh, put down their level of computer expertise. Uh, so the categories are out of beginner, intermediate, advanced, and United States. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that That's just the next result. I was thinking about it. Just, oh, you bastard. <laughs> you're okay, not wrong. But, no, it actually has United States after advanced, but that's in the next category. Okay. I just thought that looked funny. Um, uh, okay, so the majority of Boink users have listed that they have an intermediate to advanced knowledge of computers, and a very small amount has said that they're um, only beginners with computers. So we're talking about 1,000 which are classified as beginner users, versus 15,000 and then 21,000 who are intermediate and advanced. So a lot of the Boink users seem to have a lot of computer knowledge already. Um, and uh, maybe it could be that these results are the way they are because, I don't know, maybe Boink is not very user-friendly or maybe it's not shared in social media circles where there are a lot of people who are beginners with, com with using computers. Um, maybe the question is just worded incorrectly because if you get asked, what is your level of computer expertise, what would you say? Because I know I'd say advanced, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an expert, but I'd say expert. Let's go. <laughs> so yeah, you see what I mean? It could be the actual question that's causing these results to be the way they are. Oh, there are so many good studies on um, surveys just being useless because of the language they use. Oh, I've seen plenty of surveys which have had spelling mistakes, um, poor wording, poor grammar. Yeah, um, and it's a leading just, question. Uh, yeah. An open-ended question that has <laughs> radio buttons. <laughs> 
Uh, um, are there any other interesting statistics in here? Or could you think of some statistics that we definitely want to get from our I would like to pitch that to the folks here in the chat if they can think of anything that they would like to see included in a survey, a census, a boink census, if you will. I think Foxy's question about uh, how many people are sarcastic and how many people are 1% drunk uh, would be great to include, but maybe off topic. Yeah, Kaplan, Robert brings up uh, how many people are crunching Boink Project uh, now compared to 2006. I think that's definitely one that would be included. Like, are <laughs> are you actively participating? And what projects do you crunch? And maybe we, we'd have to think about how to phrase that one because people can crunch more than one. They can have a backup. So maybe it would be like, what project slash projects are your primary project and you're always looking to get work units? And what project or projects are sort of a backup for when you're out of work units on your primary? Yeah, and uh, check out this question that needs updating. Where do you get information to help resolve problems with Boink or Boink projects? The answers are none, uh, the project message boards, the Boink message boards, the Boink website, Boink mailing lists, what? the unofficial Boink wiki, team websites, and Google or other search engines. Very nice. Foxy does also That's point it. out that you can, uh, there are a bunch of graphs on the data. Uh, there's a bunch of data out there about which projects people are crunching. Uh, and Kiska does have a lot of really good graphs that visualize that data. Yeah, um, in terms of user counts and stuff, um, Boink Stats does that pretty well. Um, but the difference between boring stats and doing a survey like this is one person can have multiple accounts on Boink, but in a survey, you're only asking one particular person. Well, I could do the survey more than once. Well, yeah, we'll have to figure out some way to prevent people from doubling up and yeah, skewing the results in their favor. We'll have to use CPIDs. Possibly. Uh, and then or, you can get a badge. Yeah, or they can submit two pieces of identity documentation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could use Gridcoin beacons for that. Actually, I guess. A, but then um, the only thing is then the in terms of our sample space for who we're targeting, it gets limited if we're only limiting it to that. Well, Get people to use beacons. You don't need to use Gridcoin for anything, but the beacon is a pretty solid identifier. It uses. Um, it's harder to spoof beacons and have multiple beacons than it is to have multiple CPIDs, right? Well, we can figure it out when the time comes. Yeah, yeah, I guess. In terms of questions, GCDC asks uh, or would want to know uh, how many people are active. Uh, like choose their own projects and how many are uh, sort of passive crunchers where they they use Science United or some other project manager? I think it's a great question. Yeah. It will be skewed though because I don't think the survey will reach many people who are more passive unless we really push it out there, really get people to, to make sure everyone fills it in. Uh, another good one coming from Robert Coplin. How many computers or other devices 
uh, are you crunching boink with? That's another one that's on boink stats. But like Delta's saying, it's uh, you might get different results from a survey, and that itself could be an interesting stat. The the delta, no, it's not delta there. The difference between uh, what's on boink stats and what comes back in the survey. Yeah, um, and I, I think that question was in the original poll as well, which is how many computers? Uh, the majority um, the majority is one computer with 17,000 results. Uh, and the second most uh, biggest one is two to four with 14,000 people who said that they have two to four. In 2006? In 2006. Wow. Impressive. Now, um, I just realized a really interesting question here. Which are the most important factors when you decide whether to participate in a Boink project? And the uh, result which blows most of them out of the water is the fact that the science is important and beneficial. 25,000 hits on that result, closely followed by uh, the fact that the project is not-for-profit and the results are public. Interesting. Although not entirely expected, or unexpected. And then uh, where did you learn about Boink projects? <laughs> Uh, was Boink ever in the TV at all? <laughs> was Boink ever on TV? Yeah. When? It was, uh, oh, way back. SETI. SETI was huge. SETI at home was huge. Yeah, well, yeah, you'd probably know because I, I was only a kid then. Yeah, no, you weren't uh, even born. Yeah, because uh, a question here says, where did you learn about Boink projects? And the first result of the first answer is TV, radio, newspaper. Yeah, SETI at Home was big in the, uh, when Boink was first coming out, it was big. Um, and then it just kind of trailed off. Yeah, interestingly enough, um, the two biggest answers to, the, to that question is uh, the Boink website and other websites. So hearing from word of mouth was like probably about half of uh, half of that. So we only got 5,000 results for word of mouth, whereas we got 10,000 results for the Boink website and 10,000 results for referrals from other websites. Hmm. There's, there's, there's a lot of stories that could be uh, amplified. A lot of stories that Boink does. A lot of the medical research, for example, uh, should get on news more. I wonder what that answer would be now. Like, I would add to it in a, a new survey. When did you hear about Boink? Like, how long ago? Yeah, that'd be that'd be um, a good idea. And similar in the similar sort of category, like, have you been contributing nonstop, or do you take breaks like seasonally, or did you stop for a long period and then come back? Well, I can partially answer that question because there's also a question on how many hours per day on average do you power your computers on? 
Uh, and you wouldn't believe it, in 2006, um, the highest result was 24 hours. So, um, yeah. <laughs> That's wild. <sighs> okay, so we're going to do a survey, guys. Eventually, we'll put it together. We'll get some help from the SCI. Uh, and if you want us to ask a specific question, we will bring up the ones that were in chat right here, but put them in chat in this server at any time. And we'll probably ask for more input before we put it out because we still got to figure out how to do it. But I think it's a really good idea. Yeah, we should collect one big bucket of questions. And then from that bucket of questions, we'll make a big survey. Yeah. When should the census be? It's a good time. Is it like an end of year thing or beginning of year thing? Probably when everyone kind of has free time, but also not during the holidays. Well, I was thinking sort of in the holiday season, but it's a long time. So you have basically half of November and all of December to fill it in. And then I guess, yeah, we compile the data over January. And like make it look pretty, and then release it at the end of January. We could also just do it in January. Something to yeah. think about. Maybe that should be a survey question. When should we survey you? <laughs> How can we make the survey better? <sighs> How long between learning about it and joining? That's a great question. Free Duff beer. <laughs> <laughs> I think that brings us to the end. It does. All right, that said, Delta, are you going to be here next week? I'm not going to even try. Um, so long as there's someone that I can ask questions to and share my beverage with. All right, then you need to work that out with Foxy or something. Yep. <laughs> Otherwise, guys, we'll see you in two weeks, 2 p.m. Nope, 5 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> destroyed server. And that's 7 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Woo! Have a good weeks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to go you... back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs>